0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Hello galen McDowell, the host of Truth Transformed with Reverend Gayla McDowell, and I am the executive minister and senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple. Today, I'm going to stop the UFBL uh, minister interviews about prayer for a little bit. And when I say a little bit, meaning I'm just going to be alternating a book between those interviews because I want to make sure that I'm giving you some variety. So, the book that I'm going to be teaching alongside still doing these interviews uh, with ministers around prayer is Ask and It Is Given Learning to Manifest Your Desires by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Now, this book is known because Esther Hicks is what people would call a channeler. She channels allegedly these um, collective. Awarenesses that call themselves Abraham. I'm not here to evaluate that process at all. And, you know, I don't have one thing to say about it one way or another. Um, I'm not trying to debunk it. I'm not trying to promote it. What I am saying is what she often says herself evaluate the teaching. So, this would just be a new thought look at the teachings of Abraham. What that means, what that looks like, and the possibility of applying it in our lives. Now, Abraham or the teachings of Abraham focus on the law of attraction. And I'm going to be breaking down the points of the chapters, chapter by chapter, as I teach it. And again, still do interviews with ministers around the power of prayer to give you some variety in how you are applying spiritual principles in your life. So, I'm going to go right to chapter one, and it's the power of feeling good now. I love that. The power of feeling good now. Because sometimes we tend to forget about the statement that Reverend Ike made famous. Feeling is the blessing. And you get to, to a space to where you feel and know and are vibrationally attuned to what it is you say you desire. So I'm going directly to page five in chapter one. These first several chapters are very small. I'm going to teach the first three chapters today. He wrote, or she wrote, it is a book talking about the purpose of this book. It is a book that will help physical beings understand their relationship to God and to all that they really are. So in other words, this book is to help you understand who you are in God and who God is in you. That makes a difference. All right. To help you recognize that you are a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. You're more than just a body with a personality. You are the image and likeness of God. You are an individualized expression of the one presence and one power we call God. So the book goes on to say this is a book that will help you understand who you really are, who you have been, where you are going. And all that you continue to be. In other words, when you understand universal principles, when you understand who you are and your connection to God, it helps put everything in perspective. Then the book says this book will help you understand that you never, ever get it done. What that means is if you are created in the image and likeness of infinity, there's always more God to express. There's always more God to demonstrate. When you finish one checklist, you'll just end up with another checklist. And you might have a checklist down the line that you can't even consider right now. It's not even in your awareness because you haven't gotten to the space to where you can contemplate some of those things yet. It goes on to write. It will help you understand your relationship with your history. And with your future. But most important. It will awaken within you your awareness of the potency of your powerful now, getting back to the space of who you are now. And when you understand the law of attraction, it helps you understand why certain things happen the way they happen. When you understand being vibrationally matched with particular states of consciousness, why particular things happened in the past that you might not have realized. When you understand that you are a spiritual being and not just a physical being with a personality. It can help you understand that you incarnated to experience things and learn things. So what you might consider devastating might be uh, just a part of your soul journey. You know, I've read and, you know, many spiritual masters who talk about how sometimes it's easy to judge when somebody comes here and they have what people call difficult circumstances or physical liabilities. And saying sometimes a very strong soul might take those challenges on as a part of their growth. Now, I'm not saying that we don't do everything we can to help people who are in need. What I am saying is don't be so quick to judge by appearances. Once you start understanding that life is bigger than what your five senses can perceive, then you can start contemplating the deeper truths about yourself everyone else life and god all right then it he wrote or she wrote excuse me you will learn how t- you are the creator of your own experience and why all of your power is in your now so first of all most people don't accept that they are the creator of their own experience but as you've heard me teach you on this show many times i go i uh really live by the E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. Jack Canfield wrote it in his book. He got it from somebody else too. Event, things happen. Response is my consciousness. How am I seeing it? How am I thinking, feeling, speaking, acting and reacting about it? That determines my outcome. So I need to be mindful that I'm a creator of experience. then it says your power is in your now, not in the past, not in the future. You exercise your power now to create a better future. You exercise your power now to redefine your past. Then it goes on to write. And ultimately, this book will lead you to an understanding of your emotional guidance system And to an understanding of your vibrational set point. That's a very good point. Your vibrational set point. What are you a vibrational match for? It makes all the difference in the world. All right? And your emotional guidance system. Are you in tune with your intuition? There's a divine wisdom within you that knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. But you have to be in it, be in alignment with it. You have to, as scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Or 91st Psalm, he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall dwell under the shadow of the almighty. It's getting in tune with your own intuition, with your own inner guidance. Moving on to chapter two. We are keeping our promise to you. We're reminding you of who you are. And it starts off with some powerful questions. Do you know what you want? That's that's a powerful one right there. Do you know what you want? Do you know that you are the creator of your own experience? Very powerful question. Are you enjoying the evolution of your desire? Hmm. Are you enjoying life? Are you enjoying the pursuit of your goals? Are you satisfied? Are you fulfilled? Do you feel the freshness of a new desire pulsing within you? You know, I've often taught here that you, that Johnny Coleman used to always say to us that desire is God tapping at the door of our soul with, new, with the good that is possible. Desire is God tapping at the door of our soul. That's a metaphor, of course. But that desire, you know, just, they say pulses, but just emerges to the point that where it become so strong is seeking expression It's your pregnant possibility moving on it says that many people have unfulfilled desires they don't have enough money not enough help not enough love not enough relationships not enough something so we have to get to back to the space to where we connect with our powers it states on page eight we write this book to reawaken you your excuse me, I'm butchering that. We write this book to reawaken within you your memory of the power and inevitable success that pulses through the core of that which you really are. Again, talking about the purpose of the book, it's to wake up. It's like the movie School Days by uh, Spike Lee. It you know you know it's a scene in there with where the a character's ringing the bell and saying wake up wake up wake up this podcast others like it spiritual centers around the world books like this are written to help us wake up wake up all right back to the book and it talks about you said I will live in joy when it starts talking about you said this is of course, Poetic metaphor teaching an internal truth. I will go forth into physical time space reality among other beings, and I will assume an identity with a clear specific perspective. I will learn to see myself from that point of view, and I will enjoy being seen as that point of view. I love that. But then this other stuff that this person that they wrote, but I'll let you get the book and you can read it yourself on page eight and nine. But the perspective is. You're not here only because of a biological act between your parents. You are a divine spirit. You are a divine eternal soul that is always in the process of reawakening to your spiritual truth. So you chose to come here at some level of soul. You chose to come here at some level of awareness. It might not be conscious, but you chose to come here through the exact and proper avenues for you to get the experiences and lessons and attributes you need for this particular incarnation. It's just something to think about. Then. Page nine. There's nothing you cannot be, do, or have. Now, now, with this statement, what what I want to land is this. The order in which it said, be, do, have. Many people want to have so they can do and be the thing. You know, you want to have the money so you can do the stuff so you can be who you want to be. But when you start teaching metaphysics, it's be. You have to be the person before it actually ever is any physical evidence of it. You have to be the money, be the health, be the peace, be the joy, be the love. And then you can do or act from it, which creates the circumstance for you to have it. Be, do, have, not have, do, be. You have to be it. This is why in New Thought, we teach you so much that you have to have the consciousness of a thing. You want prosperity? Work on your consciousness. You want health? Work on your consciousness. You want peace? Work on your consciousness. You want spiritual understanding? Work on your consciousness. You want business success? Work on your consciousness. Be, do, have. Be, do have. Now, turn to page 10, and she wrote, we want to help you leave behind any perceptions you have picked up along your physical trail that are thwarting your joy and power, and we want to help you reactivate the powerful knowing that pulses within the very core of that which you are. Wake up. Put those perceptions down. Put those error beliefs down. Put those negative thoughts down. That I can't do it and this is why down. I don't deserve it. It's too good for me. I can't accept that. Put all those thoughts down. Who am I? Put all those thoughts down. Because they're just interference. Interference from your greater good. So, because this is going to be a shorter episode, I'm going to take a break really quickly. And I'll be right back with Truth Transforms with Rev. Gail McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the book Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which is based upon the teachings of Abraham. And I'm teaching the first few chapters because I'm setting a foundation for what we're going to be doing uh, going forward. So on page 11, they use the, the quote, you are the creator of your own reality. And I just want to drill that in. I mean, no one but me. I am always my own experience. Regardless of what's happening in in my life, world, and affairs, I can only see it based upon my own inner beliefs, my own perception, my own point of view, my own context, my own paradigm. So even if I walk into the most pleasant experience, if I don't have a pleasant consciousness, I will make it unpleasant for myself. So at the end of that paragraph, there's a question. Is it really all right for us to choose the reality that we create? And if it's appropriate for us to do so, how do we go about doing it? So first of all, is it really right for you to choose? Yes, that's your freedom. That's the power given to you by God. Is it appropriate to do so? Yes. How do you do it? That's what we're going to study as we work with this book. All right. The next paragraph wrote, you are born with an innate knowledge that you do create your own reality. Why do we know that? Because people want to be free. People want freedom. People want freedom of expression. People want to be able to be self-expressed. There's something against in us that pushes back, pushes back against bondage and oppression. It's innate. It's a part of the human soul this desire to create their own experiences. So at the top of page 12, it is written, Be st- but still within you today lives the knowledge that you are the creator of your own life experience, that absolute freedom exists as the basis of your true experience, and that ultimately the creation of your life experience is absolutely and only up to you. You can't give the responsibility for your life to anybody else. They can help, they can assist, they can support, but you are responsible for your life. You know, I've been reading a lot of overcoming stories lately, and you know, I just bumped across a story about a, 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 a lady who um, ended up paralyzed because of a spinal injury. And how she worked through the process of years, years to be able to type again, write books, eventually getting to the point to where even though she could barely to walk, she couldn't stand still uh, without creating massive pain and weakness to the point that where now she can walk 10 miles a day. She just said, I'm the creator of my own experience. And the doctor said, none of this was possible. None of it. That the, by the time they got to her, the damage was so severe that they said, only thing we can do is stop it from being worse. And instead, the the, the healing life within her mended her body. Beyond what medical science said was possible. Now, of course, medical science will say those are outliers. Just like, you know, spontaneous remission. My position is simply this go to, you know, go to the doctor, do all the stuff you need to do. However, if anyone has ever been healed spiritually, it's possible for anybody. If anybody has ever been, Prospered through spiritual means. It's possible for everybody because God is no respecter of person. In other words, God has no favorites. So it's not so as we can open ourselves up to the healing life, the prospering forces, the peaceful awareness, the more God can express through us. It's not God giving and withholding healings. What type of God would say? Oh, look at my child suffering. They don't believe enough. Let me let me make them wait for a moment till they praise me enough and use the right words and go to the right religion and the right church within that religion. That's not what it's about. All right. Then she talks about how people give up their own power. And she said, you gradually began to release your determination to guide your own life. You often found it easier just to adapt to their ideas of what was the best for you rather than trying to figure it out for yourself. But in adapting, excuse me, but in all this adapting to your society's attempts to make you fit in and your own attempt to find less trouble, you have unwittingly relinquished your most basic foundation, your total and absolute freedom to create. Stop giving your power away by letting other people determine and dictate your life. Now, of course, we live in a civil society, which means we have rules we have agreed upon to create a civil society. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how we allow people to dictate. And sometimes societal rules have to be adjusted and changed because they don't work anymore or they never work or they were oppressive, racist, sexist, or whatever. You know, Martin Luther King was in the civil rights movement of the 60s, late 50s and 60s in the United States was strictly around addressing societal rules that were racist and they needed to be changed and somebody had to be a stand for. it. But I'm talking about how we allow the day to day personal relationships to dictate how we think. Be careful. No one else can create your experience. Page twelve. This book is about your realignment with Source Energy. This book will use the term Source Energy a lot instead of God, Divine Mind, Holy Spirit, Source Energy, to remind you where it's coming from. God is the source of your supply. God is the source, my supply. All right. It is about reawakening to the clarity, goodness, and power. That really, that is really who you are. It is written to assist you in consciously returning to the knowledge that you are free, that you always have been free, and that you always will be free to make your own choices, even when it doesn't seem like it. You have power. Page 13. You are eternal beings who have chosen to participate in this specific physical life experience for many wonderful reasons. Again, you're not just a body with a personality. Your soul is here, right here and right now on on the planet Earth in this time and season to learn and to give, to learn, to experience, and give, to learn, experience, and give. Learn what you're supposed to learn. Experience what you desire to experience and give back to life. All right. So I'm going to stop here because I've set some foundation. I don't want to jump into the other chapters, but most of these shows, when I do this one, we're going to be teaching more than uh, one chapter at a time because these chapters are really small. But I just wanted to give you a taste of where we are. So now you have an opportunity. First of all, because this book has a lot of chapters, order the book, Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks so you can work with me so we can do what we need to do to get these results that we desire. God bless you. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care.